is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, here we are, another day, another episode of KGMI Connects. So we hope you'll be inspired to call us today, whether you call every day or every once in a while or have never called. We want to hear from you, 360-676-5464. doesn't matter. We put everybody on the air and let them speak their mind. And it's often quite interesting. <laughs> say always, but, well, you know, nothing's always interesting, but uh, we're pretty darn good at it here, I think. 360-676-5464 is the phone number here at KGMI Connects. And, uh... Let's start uh, with Bruce in Bellingham. He's first up today. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I'd like to comment on the uh, tolerated fentanyl crisis. Okay. Uh, it's good. It's good. Mr. Buchanan and Mr. Ellen Boss finally uh, are considering making Washington County uh, an emergency crisis area. They should have done that last night or whenever they last met. And declared it at that time. Uh, this, this has been a problem for a long time. Uh, many administrations, uh, many years. I wouldn't be surprised if the death toll from illegal drugs outnumbers the COVID uh, pandemic numbers. Hmm. And uh, uh, here, it is definitely a crisis emergency area as. Uh, we've heard lately also from the uh, uh, Indian, the uh, Lummi uh, uh, area, they, they've lost quite a few people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Trump should have done something when he w- was in office. But uh, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter, but I think he could have done something more. Okay. Uh, but, I, but he also believes that the states should solve their problems. TV believes in limited government. Biden, on the other hand, he, he hasn't said or done anything, uh, even though he has trouble putting to, together uh, a complete sentence unless he's uh, channeling a dead person. Okay. Uh, but in Inslee, in, in his State of the State address, he, he didn't mention anything at all about the fentanyl uh, pro, uh, uh, crisis emergency area, okay. uh, but this is a, 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 a problem through all the heavily populated areas throughout Washington. It's nothing new. It's been going on, but nothing seems to be getting done. This is the first I've heard from our council, and I I hope they act quickly on this and do something about it. Well, what do you think could be done? What could government do? that uh, isn't being done. Well, which government, state, local, or federal? All three. Um, well, the federal can control the border. Okay. And the, the state can uh, use their Department of Health to uh, advise the local uh, governments and uh, assist them in any uh, funds needed, because whenever... Government gets involved. There's always the the need for money. If yeah. if another 
solution would be for families to take a little more responsibility. Mm-hmm. Watch out! Watch your kids. Teach your kids. Teach them well. Don't let them get do anything that they want to do. Yeah. Well, I think you're absolutely right. It's a societal problem, and it takes. Um, it's going to take effort by everyone, as as most of these types of issues do. And um, yeah, I think uh, obviously this is top of mind, and it does need to be dealt with. And um, all right, there, there we have it. I, I don't know what a de- an emergency declaration, what what effect that would have, other than being symbolic uh, and saying, well, "Hey, we're paying attention to this." But um, well, it's a start. Sure, sure. All right, Bruce. Thanks. And I think talking about it the way you are and bringing it up in in these kinds of conversations publicly, and like you say, getting the word to to parents and to other family members that. Even even siblings to watch out for you know see what what your siblings are doing and you know, and kind of do what you can to to steer them away from these uh, you know these kinds of uh, things and you know these kinds of uh, influences and that sort of thing. So all right, Bruce, appreciate Thanks. your call. Thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, well, let's go to Jim in Bellingham. I usually make Jim wait so long because he likes to talk about the Soviet Union and all that stuff. That's not why, Jim. I, I'm kidding you. But uh, what's on your mind today? Well, I had a, quite a few things. Uh, I think you did say maybe you were just joking that in the Soviet Union they would have forced you back to work. Uh, well, yes. I, I mean, you're talking about the work part. This is from our conversation yesterday for folks who are just tuning in. But and Jim made the comment was had was focusing on the the work participation numbers, the percentage of able bodied Americans that are actually employed. And uh, and so just just go, so go ahead from there, Jim. Well, uh, yes, because we all know what the official rate is three point seven percent. And uh, not to be redundant, but this is what I did come to the conclusion on, that uh, unemployment benefits are not kept forever. After 26 weeks uh, now, I think it used to be a lot more than that, you're no longer counted as unemployed. And so that way the 3.7 uh, unemployment rate is uh, kind of false because uh, the 62.8 uh, labor force participation rate is you know, like you say, it may even include non-able bodies, but about uh, uh, out of all the people that could work of working age, only that much are working. Uh, so that leaves a big uh, uh, discrepancy between the uh, published 3.7 and the actual 62.8% uh, of the people that are working. So anyway, uh, I guess I won't keep it too long, but... Uh, you know, in the Soviet Union, now, Michael Prenti, uh, I mentioned him about social democracy, which is like Sweden, which I mentioned is the probably the best alternative we can hope for. But he, it is good to keep track of these things. In 1986, he had a um, video he produced at the Amherst College. He said, uh, amongst things, he said that you had a right to a job in the Soviet Union. No such right exists here. And never has existed. And you had a right to change jobs if you if you wish too. And the retirement age was sixty years old and females fifty five. You could still work while you were on retirement. And then uh, rent was I, I in a book I've got of his inventing reality. It published that during these times uh, 
four uh, percent, or maybe I just roughly say five percent of your income, no more could be used for uh, housing, rent rent payments. So that, you know, we know that a big reason for homelessness right now is because people just can't afford the rents, and and so you know, I'm not going to say everything's great about the Soviet Union. It probably had its problems. Uh, but you know, um, everything's Kinda not so great about our country either. And well, I'll I, I know, you, and I don't fault you for bringing up uh, issues that uh, where we where we are not, you know, not doing all that well. But just I just was, you know, I was your your call inspired me to look up just a couple of because uh, you talk about Sweden and some of you know European countries that, and yeah. I agree. I think they've got a pretty good system going. But uh, Sweden's labor Sweden's labor participation rate for 2022 56.75 percent, uh, yeah. and that and it varied. It was as low back in 2020. It was 52.05. Uh, in 2019, it was 55.02. So I mean, these are all lower numbers than what our the the participation rate is here in the United States. I looked. May I say something, Joe? France, France was in the in the high forties uh, percent as far as their able-bodied, uh, those you know able-bodied um, workers. These are people ages uh, fifteen. Uh, uh, oh, this is um, so. Now that one is for fifteen twenty-four. So that's not a, not uh, as expansive as the other ones. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Well. I'm just saying that, that for Sweden has dropped quite a bit from what it used to be. Uh, the statistics you're quoting are saying that essentially half of the people are not working, where, you know, one one uh, aspect to that is the Gilles Jeunes, or the, you know, the fancy French name for the yellow jackets. They were protesting. It was the longest protest uh, in French history. It was probably two or three years ago. And they, like, uh, some people were killed, but they were protesting retirement uh, work uh, issues. You know how long they had to work before, and Macron is, you know, is another slick capitalist. And so, if your figures are right there, we have to accept them. But it's hard for me to believe that uh, there, uh, forty-two or forty-eight percent of the people are un- are only being employed. That would leave. Uh, but you know, we all. Uh, I've been talking for a while, so I'll just let that be known that the the strikers were about working conditions and people working for less and less money and having their retirement uh, bumped up uh, a couple of years that, that, you know, to where they didn't want that. So I think this is a topic for discussion, but I never, I'll be honest with you, I didn't look up the uh, labor force participation rate of those countries other than Gore Vidal saying uh, Europe is uh, richer and more populous than us. And so uh, they did have a, a much higher standard, not much, but considerably higher standard of living uh, in per capita income terms for a long time. I, I had an atlas of National Geographic that had all those statistics. And so now I don't think the world economy is doing very well anyway. That's my uh, somewhat studied opinion. So thanks for letting okay. me on. All right, Jim. Thanks for your call. Uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hey, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing all right. What, what's on your so- mind today? Well, the emergency declaration is very smart. That gives the government extra authority to do things that are its most important jobs, such as protecting the community. They can quickly get state and federal funds. They can put Narcan in schools. They have the ability to – the executive would have the ability to say, hey, you can do this and this extra to go arrest uh, drug dealers, just like we had in the pandemic. 
The emergency declaration moves government, it cuts red tape, moves them faster, and makes funds available. Okay. And the main job of government is public safety. That is why we have them. Mm-hmm. And they, this is Joe, kids are dying from accidental exposure to these drugs. This right. is oh, a I crisis I like we've never that. seen. I know. I've I've interviewed mothers who have lost their children. Right. This is extremely bad. So now if a liberal member of the council put this forth, you would be right away defending it, saying exactly what I said. But you poo-pooed it because I believe, and Ben Allen Boss and the other conservative member, what's this going to do? Okay. I, I was shocked right. to hear you say that. Oh, what's that going to do? It's like, Joe, you know what that's going to do. We okay. just went through an emergency a couple years ago. But anyway... I was very. Uh, I, 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 I can shock you every day. Okay, that's yeah. I, you can. It's, it's amazing. This WREC. I love the acronym. Rec is perfect because this will be a train wreck. Whatcom uh, Racial Equity Commission. I did find government paperwork saying that you do not have to be a registered voter and you do not have to be a citizen to participate on this advisory board. Okay, that is completely outrageous. We are going to have people advising our government who are not even themselves legal, legally able to vote. This is insanity. This is next level. If you went on a vacation to Jamaica and said you wanted to stay there because you like it, uh, you would not be able to be in the government. You just, oh, I'm going to stay here. This is cool. I like it here. I can live cheaper. A lot of people are doing that, but you do it legally. You don't expect to participate in government, just stay in there and, and you know, with a no paperwork, staying there illegally. So, this is something else, and they have all these different members listed for this commission, and I wonder why they don't have a homeless person on there or a transgender. I mean, if we're going to be all-inclusive, we better roll out the carpet for all the 50 different groups of people that there might be in this county. So we've got to have well, a trans man, that, a trans woman. That, that, we've got to have a homeless. We've got to have drug addicts. It, it is, Joe. We, we need to have a felon on there. We need to have every type of criminal. I mean, they're all part of this community, right, Joe? And we're supposed okay. to— be equitable to everybody. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's a Pandora's box of insanity, Joe. If you're going to have a commission pointing out every little tiny difference in the community, you're going to have a thousand pages of inequity. The idea and, is we are, I mean, you wouldn't deny that we're a diverse community. Yeah. Would you? Or are we, are we just, no, okay, no, we're, we're, we're a diverse, we're diverse, diverse, we have people, and we have people from all walks of life who have all different we experiences sh- that, that make up our community, right? And our communities, we, yes, our cities, our county. We treated equally under the law. Equal okay. treatment under the law, Joe. This will do right. the opposite. But how do you, how, do no, 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 I mean, should yeah, not, well, should not all these different voices be part of the part of the the yes, policy making process yes. but through, through but when, voting but and when, running for office legally that is how you do it you don't put groups okay. together to see joe what this i can predict so, exactly what's going to happen this group I mean, is going to put recommendations forth that are unfair and it's going to be treating different groups of races of people differently than others they are going well, to if they do they're they're rec- under the but law, rich they're, rec- they're recommendations that doesn't mean they automatically become law or that they somehow infringe on your it life and your that existence that is step 1 that is step 1 Joe. okay By, All right. because then they can say this then the council can say we're doing this because this group recommended it and they can wash their hands of their inequitable treatment of the people okay that is what these groups are for is to put it at their feet. They can do something that's kind of bad and get away with it and say, well, this is what we're recommended to us by this group. Okay. And there's this and this people on the group, so they can do no wrong. So if you have a group of people of all these different box checkers, you, you can't argue with them, you can't reason with them, and you can't even look at the law fairly with them because it's all about their truth, and it's not about the law and reality. 
Law needs to be blind. It needs to be fair and balanced and not based on race, discrimination, uh, national origin, sexual orientation. You know, equal housing stuff where it has the eight things that list you can't discriminate against. That is exactly what they're going to advocate to do. They're going to advocate to discriminate, to give preferential treatment to certain groups. That is that is what this group will do. Okay, that's the I'm nature just, of the I'm group, just, Joe. I'm just looking at uh, the uh, Whatcom County Council, its current maker makeup, and I, and I think these are. I, I think all these members. I don't know all of them, but I know many of them, and I spoke to most of them, or I've spoken to most of them and talked with them, I'd and I think they're they're all good people. Five, yep. But I'm looking. There's you know there's seven members, and yep. let's see. I see one, two, three, four, five, six white men and one white woman. Right there, you're discriminating based on race, Joe. <laughs> no, I'm you're, saying, you're judging them, Joe. I'm simply, you just Rich, judge I'm them simply the saying, I'm simply saying these are did. these are successful white people who have their own specific and, view of of you, society and how it and should you're be, saying and that's bad. and what's important. I'm I know I'm saying, saying that's bad. I'm saying that that's what they bring to the table, and then these other voices will come and bring their voices to the discussion Joe, about issues that affect them and affect our community. And I don't see anything we, wrong with that. And Rich, I, we, I was kind of concerned a, about your email you sent where you said you're losing sleep over this. And that I shouldn't am. be. It's very that, bad, Joe. That, this is Rich, the degree. Joe, citizenship is being taken from us. This uh, means citizenship means nothing. Rich, In this state Rich. and county, it doesn't matter if you're a citizen. Okay. True. All right. All right. I just don't lose any sleep. It's not worth that. I, it, we're 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 feeling our way as as human beings have since the dawn of time. How can we do things better? And and if if something doesn't work, well then let's abandon it. But let's try different things and let. And I think the more voices uh, involved in policy making in our communities and our governments, uh, the better. And the the more diverse the experiences they bring. But well, quick break. Back with more, 360-676-5464. Pack your bags. It's time for Fun in the Sun with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. Any Barron purchase now through February 29th enters you for a chance to win. Whether it's a new comfort system, maintenance, or a tankless water heater, you could win a trip for four. Cabo, Hawaii, or cruising the Pacific. Picture yourself soaking up the rays with Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway. And that's not all. Save up to $7,000 on an energy-efficient Daikin Fit Enhanced Heat Pump, providing year-round comfort that both heats and cools. Plus, it qualifies for the 25C tax credit. Or choose same-as-cash financing. Install today and pay nothing until next year. Every Barron purchase could be your ticket to a dream destination in Barron's Spring Break Getaway Giveaway all February. And Barron's Silver Shield members get 10 extra entries. Not a member? Sign up today. Don't wait for that ship to sail. Call now. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. You love what you find at Wilson's. Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look even better. Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a better night's sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. 
family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it, and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Hey, Bellingham, we're the Parkers. From Parker Eco Pest Control. It's that time of year when rodents, ants, and other pests creep inside for warmth. We're your local specialists in poison-free rodent control, like trapping, sealing up holes, and even rodent birth control. We offer eco-friendly options with an emphasis on the friendly. For service without the rigmarole, call Parker Eco Pest Control. Call or click now to instantly book online. We'll see you soon. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday afternoon. And I owe Jim an apology earlier. I I said that uh, France's employment participation rate was below 40% or below 50%. Actually, it was over 70%. I was looking at skewed numbers. Um, let's see. I'm looking at Sweden now. And uh, I was looking at, at, a, at a specific age group, a young age group that I gave those numbers. Um, and uh, let's see. I'll have to look closer in 2021. Uh, let's see. The participation rate in Sweden. Sweden was um, seventy was seventy three percent. So that's about ten percent higher than uh, here in the United States that what we've seen. So, just wanted to clarify that and apologize to Jim for giving him incorrect information. And let's go to uh, Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, yeah, I, before I talk about the fentanyl crisis, I just want to refer quickly to caller Jim's uh, mention. I believe he was talking about the Soviet Union back in the day. Uh, uh, four or five percent of your money going for your housing. Well, that may or may not work in a communist country. I don't know enough about the rest of the world's housing costs to uh, speak about it today. But I do know America, I do know the story of America's housing costs very, very well. And I can assure you that if we, if our housing costs were, you know, four or five, even 10 or 15%, we would lose all motivation for builders, landlords, and other people who provide housing for us. Um, um, throughout the uh, entire post-war era, from the late 40s onward until relatively recently when housing has skyrocketed, uh, especially here in Bellingham, almost 17% year over year, most recent report. But the thing is, if in the 1950, my dad paid for his first home, a new home, first owner uh, in California, he paid 20% 
of his income for housing to pay, you know, to pay his um, mortgage. When I rented my first apartment 20 years later in 1970, I paid 20% of my income to rent my first apartment. And both my dad and I had, you know, nothing super fancy, but pretty nice places. And um, I mean, decent housing, you know, and um, all I can say is that housing uh, has to be, you know, I'll be the first person to admit, though, that it's far more in some cases now than it should be. And many, many people are much more stressed in the cost of housing now than were when I was young and when you were young. And it's very sad. And we do need to do something about it. Okay, on the fentanyl. I, as you know, I'm law and order person, lady law and all that stuff. And I do believe that hard drugs should be felonies. But with the proviso, you know, I've interviewed a lot of drug addicts. Um, many of them became clean and sober. Thank God. I admire them immensely. Um, almost everybody I ever talked with involving in drugs uh, said without the without being forced to seek treatment or to go to jail, most of them had no choice, one or the other. And they most of them sought treatment because they didn't want to go to prison. Now, I'll grant you there may be some people who need to go to prison, especially the heavy-duty dealers, but I know Ben Allen Bass, and Ben Allen Bass is a wonderful guy. He's uh, a sincere right. family man, oh, yeah. uh, a great per- in my opinion, one of the great leaders in our county. Okay. And, and, and I haven't really met Barry much, but I, yeah, he's got a good reputation, too. So I really think we have reached the crisis stage. A report came across my desk today that Washington State, maybe you, your uh, call screener suggested that I ask you, um, your, the, the Washington State now has the highest per capita, I'm assuming they mean adults, people 18 and over, but Washington State has the highest per capita uh, overdose rate in the nation. And I can believe that because of the incredibly foolish way our government has treated drugs and, and penalties for drugs. And, you know, like I say, I'm not okay. unsympathetic to drug addicts, uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm not at all sympathetic to drug dealers. Okay. But well, to dr- I, to, yeah, I, I think drug- that pretty much goes without saying. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, no, well, you'd be amazed how many people don't care. But anyway, okay. I'm just saying that, uh, Joe, we need fentanyl, particularly fentanyl, since it's the strongest drug that people, people uh, unfortunately use. We need fentanyl to be a felony uh, or at least a, um, a situation where, Nobody should be allowed to continue to use fentanyl, much less sell it. And it it, it is a crisis in ours. We do face a crisis in this. And I do want a crisis declared as soon as possible in our state. And I'd love to see it declared both federally and, um, you know, all over the state, not just Whatcom County. Okay, sounds good. And i got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. we got Brian on the line. we got Fred on the line. We'll hear from them and Tim and you as well. 360-676-5464. Back in two minutes here on KGMI Connects. We started Bright Star Care so those in need could be cared for at home, right where they belong. And we want you, our future nurses and caregivers, to feel right where you belong, too. So we give you everything you need to offer a higher standard of one-on-one care. Not just the training and tools, but the emotional support, motivation, and values that keep you at your best. 
It's a great feeling being right where you belong. And that's how you'll feel when you join the best and brightest at Bright Star Care. Join us at brightstarcare.com careers. At number one automotive body repair, we know you're a great driver. The creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. Dare we say, F1's 2024 hotshot, but everyone else on the road. They're not you. And when they ruin your day, we're here to help. Bellingham's number one automotive body repair is the premier location for all your collision repair needs. Learn more at number1abr.com, part of the number one collision group. My name is Dustin. I'm the head designer for Cody James Black Boots, and this is Behind the Design with Boot Barn. The objective of this new line was basically to create a collection of boots that were going to be elevated, quality made, using the finest materials and craftsmanship available. Some of the key quality construction details that carry throughout the line would be premium cowhide lining, hand-nailed leather soles, and simplistic design. Cody James Black, only at Boot Barn. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and mybellinghamnow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Wednesday afternoon, and let's go to Brian in Linden. Hi, Brian. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Thanks for being here. Hey. Yes, first time calling in. I'm calling about the Wacom Racial Equity Commission, Okay. and I, too, am concerned that there would be people on the commission that are not registered voters or citizens of the United States. I think that we should, I've been told many times that if you don't vote, you don't get to complain, you know, and I want, I'd want these people to be part of these systems and citizens and to have a, a voice on this. I think they should be voters and citizens. Okay. I well, also, okay, go, but go also ahead. thinking about the, the whole premise of equity commission and the statement is that it was the purpose of the Wacom racial equity commission is to gather review and evaluate data to make recommendations on eliminating racial inequities in all its forms throughout Wacom County. I think that's great. If we can remove racial inequities, if those exist, if there's laws on the books that are keeping people from uh, opportunities that are given to, People, other people with different skin colors. I, I kind of doubt that those laws exist, however. And I think what equity has come to mean is equal outcome rather than equal opportunity. And my concern with this commission would it would be creating things that are trying to create equal outcomes rather than equal opportunities, which 
in my opinion, would create racial inequities for other races if we give certain opportunities to certain races that others don't have. I guess, yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. The concern is, but it seems that, well, I don't think it seems, I would say that in our society, there hasn't been that equal opportunity in, in all areas and many areas. Yeah. But I think in, in, in a lot, a lot areas of our society, I mean, if you just look at, um, you know, minority owned businesses or the, the rates that uh, minorities are, are able to own houses. Um, and, and on many of these areas of our, of just economic participation, where uh, minority communities are lagging behind uh, white communities, it, it it's just you know the statistics bear that out. And if yeah, there's and if there's nothing if there's there. no there there, then don't take any action or don't don't consider it. But I think it makes sense to have a voice like this involved in the process. Um, and I've looked at some of the history, and I know you know there there were laws on the books, and there were there were restrictions for for for, for black people getting loans and and opportunities that were kept from them and, and maybe that's why we have some of those disparities in the numbers now but it I think those have been removed I don't I don't know of those existing and I would hope that this council would find any any laws that are keeping people from opportunities and remove those but the word equity has has grown to become something very different in the in the equal outcomes in the creating of special opportunities and benefits for people who are historically in different groups that have that have those lower percentages. And I just don't think that's where we should be headed. I think everyone should have equal opportunities. I don't think we should create special opportunities for some. All right. Okay, Brian. Well, I appreciate your take. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Oh, thank you. All right. All right. And, and I don't know, I know Brian's not alone, uh, obviously, but let's, let's go to Fred in Bellingham. Hi, Fred. What's on your mind today? Uh, radio to start with uh, in a moment. Okay. First, I want to talk about, I say thank you for having me on the show. You bet. Last week, you had a show where you were asking about people you trust. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I trust you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I don't know if I'm deserving, but thanks. Well, I've listened to the show for quite some time, call in or on an occasional basis. Uh-huh. And, uh, you seem people pretty level-headed and rational about things. So, uh... Anyways, okay. I was calling to ask if I could put a clip on from a radio program from 1980 from KMAC in San Antonio, Texas. It's about 30 seconds. What it's a musical incline. Uh, uh, I guess... It's- is it? Right. Is it you? I'd appreciate it. No, no. It's okay. uh, hold on. Okay. This is one here from the Harry James Orchestra. This is one called the Sleepy Time Gal on KMAC. Whoops, I heard in there. That's all. 
right. Was I was that a whoops? He started the wrong record. Yes. <laughs> this was a station that it started up in the twenties, I believe, and played uh huh. jazz and that sort of music and then went into some acid rock and uh, metal and that sort of thing. And this is nineteen eighty. What year did John Lennon die? Nineteen eighty. Okay, that was the year. I recorded it in New Braunfels, Texas. And playing Harry James on the radio. Yes. And I don't know what the song was before. (laughs) But it was a sleepy time gal. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, I've uh, I I was a rock DJ for a long time and um, you know, every once in a while you'd start the wrong 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 song on the you didn't cue up the right one or forgot to cue it up and you just got the whatever the first track is and yeah, but uh, all right, Fred. Did, and anyways, that's all. I figured you might appreciate it being your radio background and your musically inclined. So, well, thanks for your call, Fred. I appreciate it. <laughs> Something yes, different. All right, you too. Yep. Take care. And uh, well, let's see. Quick before we take it, well, I got to take a break. Tim has been holding on. We'll get to you t- next, Tim. We got John on the line, and uh, hopefully hear from you too here on KGMI Connects. Back in just a moment. A crisp company logoed shirt or uniform from Bergen. Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts makes your employees look and feel more professional. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Unlike when you place an order online, Bergen's guarantees that your order will be completed on time to your specifications with a smile. Get your logo on the best brand names out there from North Face, Carhartt, Columbia, Russell Outdoor, Adidas and Izod, Van Heusen, Tommy Hilfiger, and more. Your employees will want to rep your brand in Bergen's logoed work apparel. And why not start a new company tradition with Employee Milestones Appreciation Customized Gear? Elevate your brand with Bergen Customized Company Apparel. From polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags and more. Bergen does it all. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours. Or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham. And online at bergenembroidery.com. We all have our go-tos, right? The doctor you trust, the dentist you rely on, the restaurant you love. What makes them your go-to? It's trust, isn't it? Hi, this is Dan from Bellingham Automotive, your go-to for auto repairs in Whatcom County since 1991. Whether you're using your car for ride-sharing, delivery services, mobile office, maybe just a taxi for your kids and their friends, or it's just personal transportation, we're here to keep you on the road. We're proud to have a team of technicians and service advisors who have been with us for years. They can help you find that strange noise or figure out what that warning light is trying to tell you. They can perform regular maintenance to keep your car up to date and your new car warranty intact. We know you're busy, so we also offer a local shuttle service and an after-hour drop-off and pickup options to help take the hassle out of your auto repair. So if you don't have a trusted go-to for your vehicles, please give us a call at 360-676-5200 or visit bellinghamautomotive.com to schedule an appointment. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Wednesday. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. 
Hey, Joe. Hey, since Brett took us down that road, uh, I kind of misquoted a song that I wanted to refer you to last week or a couple weeks ago. Okay. It was it was the band I got wrong. The album was Tricycle. The song was Tricycle. The band was Flim and the BBs. Flim and the BBs? So, Slim and the BBs. Oh, S L I M. Slim and the BBs. Slim and the BBs, like BB gun. Yeah. Okay. Slim and the BBs. You got to listen to that. You okay. really do have to listen to that. All right. Okay, okay. But what? What I called for was uh, I kind of wanted to refer to Bruce's phone call, and it, it kind of sounded like he was talking about personal responsibility. That that people need to take personal responsibility. And I don't know who said it. It might have even been Dear Abby, who said, everything that I needed to learn to make it through life, I learned in kindergarten. But I wanted to give you a couple examples of that in my life. When I was five years old, I got caught shoplifting. I got caught shoplifting by my dad. Okay. And he made me, They he took me up to the service counter at Kmart and uh, said, my, my son's a thief. He needs to pay for these. And they're like, well, what do you want us to do? Well, they were like, well, nothing. We got the merchandise back. No big problem. He made me sweep their parking lot out for four hours. And I had to pay for the broom. <laughs> Okay. Okay. The second instance was about a year later, and a, a baseball mitt that I had done a lot of work for and saved up for for Little League. Uh, a kid the next block over stole it from me. Okay. And he just ripped it off my hand. And I remember it clear as day. I went into the garage, and my dad was doing something at the workbench. And I was crying, and I told him what happened. He said, go get your mitt back. And I said, he's big, Dad. He's big. And he says, go get your mitt back. So I came home with a black eye, a bloody nose, and my baseball mitt. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes people have to take personal responsibility. All right. Good, bad, or indifferent. Okay. I don't think I would have sent my son, though, to go get beat up. But I, I don't know. And I, 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 I dealt with the same issue with our kids. And I, they, Joe, you know, and Joe. I, I took them up to the counter and said, here. But I didn't make them sweep the parking lot. I, and they, their characters turned out pretty well. I, I don't know that you yeah, have to. Yeah, but could I tell you this? Uh, could I that? tell you this one more thing? Okay. Real quick. It. It taught me that I, on the baseball mitt deal, it taught me that I could stand up for myself. Okay. All right. But you got the and mitt back. And that is I important. Mean, okay. But did you have to pummel the dude or, I mean, other than that, how well, did, how, no, how'd you get the mitt back? Coming. You got, just got a black. I, yeah, I'm coming. To, and he said, take it from me. And I tried. We wrestled around on the ground and we fought a little bit. And you know what? I wanted to admit I paid for that. I did a lot of chores for that bit. Right. And and you know what? 
it did make me feel good when I came home with my mitt. And I kind of felt like my dad was proud of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> what, do, what do you want me to do? Send my dad to beat up the little kid? Not beat him up. Just, you know, you know, come on, stand up for your kid, Dad. I don't know. Just another just another thought. But uh, right. He probably would have. He probably would have if I came home empty-handed. I would imagine he would have. <laughs> he knew how hard I worked for it. All right, Tim. Well, thanks. Thanks for your okay. call. All right. Yeah. Let's go to John in Bellingham. Hi, John. Good afternoon, Joe. You know, I listened to the, you know, pretty much a constant conversation about fentanyl and how dangerous it is, and uh-huh. it certainly is extremely dangerous, but I think we're wasting a lot of energy on certain aspects of it that I don't think make any difference, like preventing the importation of the drugs from Mexico, because they're synthetic opioids, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if China stopped making these pre-course, precursor chemicals and Mexico stopped producing the fentanyl, our own drug community is, illegal drug community is enterprising enough that they would soon be able to produce everything on their own. Because, you know, they would, they would learn how to make the chemicals and do, do everything here. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're going to end the problem by stopping China from shipping these, these so-called precursor chemicals. Um, but one other thing, I'm just reading this article from England, and there's a, there's a new family of opioids called nitazines, another synthetic one. Uh-huh. And this supposedly is 20 times stronger than fentanyl. Oh, my goodness. So, well, that tells me that five years from now, we'll probably have something that's 20 times stronger than the, yeah. the, the drug that took over from that one that was 20 times stronger. I, I don't even know what those numbers mean. To, to say something's 100 times stronger than, than heroin. I mean, what does that mean exactly that you... Yeah. True. You know, you can't get a hundred times more stoned. I wouldn't think. I've never, I've never experienced heroin, but I don't think you could get a hundred times more stoned than than taking heroin. So I don't know exactly what that means and what all these twenty times stronger, a hundred times stronger. Yeah. But, but you know, and it seems to me that the only, well, I shouldn't say the only, but I think we we should do it. It's an argument that's been used about you know going back to prohibition is stop at least. We, we've proven that we can't stop the drugs from coming. People want them. They'll always find ways to getting them. Mm-hmm. Is stop the criminal aspect of the of the whole of our whole drug experience because, and I hate, hate to say it, and I don't I don't think there's any chance it's going to happen at least in, in the near future. But I think we'd be better off if we actually the government, I you know, we're not a big supporter a lot a lot of times uh-huh. started making drugs available that were safe and, and people at least would know what they were getting. And you would have, a, this again, this is just my, my own little fantasy. Uh-huh. You would have a program that we would give you the drug if you agreed to take a program to get off the drug. Mm-hmm. You would have that drug. We, we would maintain you on the drug. Now, you'd have to take that program. And if you, if you decided not to do that, well, then you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we would, we would, we would have some, and I think. But I really think you know, so much of the harm comes from it, from the criminal side of it. That if we at least stop that, that we we still have exactly the same number of people probably taking taking the drugs, but we'd at least eliminate that whole profit motive for for crime and uh, 
Yeah, um, yeah. And we and we control it, and people would at least know what they were getting. It would be like going to the pharmacy and getting a prescription. Yeah, well, and I I've heard other people make that same argument, and and it I mean it's got it rings with a lot of truth. I mean the there's the demand is what drives this, and the demand for drugs and. That's why fentanyl oh, has come, yeah, and fentanyl has come to be because it is a it's a cheap and um, and powerful alternative to these opioids that are harder to get. Yeah, you know, harder to you know. I mean, op- opium and you know to you know har- grow and harvest opium and then uh, refine it into heroin. That's got to be kind of a, a difficult process where. How much of this stuff can they cook up in a lab? Uh, talking about the the chemicals that make up fentanyl. And well, we go, we go back to crystal meth. I mean, yeah, you, you right. We're producing it here in the states. I'm sure we'd be able to do the same. I shouldn't say we, but well, you know, remember, I'm, yeah, it was just like what t- 10, 15 years ago, and we hear about meth houses right here in our neighborhoods here in yeah, Bellingham and yeah. Whatcom County, and then yeah. they took the we the state took these extreme method or you know measures to control you know common cold medicines and stuff that people were using to cook up this meth and and destroy lives and ruin these properties and everything and. So then all of a sudden, the, you know, the, the demand was still there. So then these meth factories down south of the border started churning this stuff out, and it was coming yeah. across from there. And it just, like you say, if there's a demand, people will find a way to fill that demand, and people who are part of that demand will find a way to get a hold of these things. So, yeah. Uh, and, anyway, and can, can I just ask you a question, sort of a hypothetical question? Oh, sure. Um. What do you think the response would be? And I'm not advocating or anything like that. On Sunday, if while the black national anthem was being played, a white player took the knee. I I guess I I would think it was. Kind I mean, of I, I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen. Pretty sure it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I think it would be kind of a ridiculous gesture, but um, I don't see that. Uh, would you have said the same about Colin Kaepernick? Well, I think Colin Kaepernick was taking a he was taking a stance on uh, specifically on you know police treatment of young black men, and um, he was this was a protest that he felt was necessary, and he had a uh, forum to make this statement. Uh, yeah, and that's a whole ball of wax that uh, we don't have time to yeah, get you, into. You, but you could you could know. argue too that you 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 only stand for the you know I only stand for the national anthem. I have nothing. The player could say, "Well, I have nothing against the black national anthem. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand for it." I mean, make making making a principled stand on that argument. I mean, maybe okay. maybe it's not quite as meaningful as you know as as racial discrimination, but it, there's still a principled stand that you could at the very least argue against. Okay, well. Just that there was a something that was being called a black national anthem. Well, guess, apparently that's how they're that's how they're promoting it, are they not? Well, yeah, I guess that's what it's being called. Or uh, and and obviously that I, I you know I don't really have a lot a great deal of thought I haven't put into uh, the black national anthem. So I'll ponder it, see if I have <laughs> any more to say about it before Sunday. But. All right, John. But the okay. interest, interesting, interesting question you raise, and when that, uh, well, gets us thinking. And I appreciate okay. that. Thanks for your call, and thanks to everybody's call today. Um, I had more stuff to say about the 
Racial Equity Commission. And we'll get around to that tomorrow because we'll be back here at 4 o'clock here on KGMI Connects.